0: Week 14 us is upon us and there are two interesting things to note up top number one, Zach Moss chalk once again in a match against Cincinnati. Number two, this might be the worst QB week we've had all year where lots of guys projected for under 20 fantasy points. Lots of guys projected for really low implied totals for their team. So it's going to be a tough slate to figure out, but we're going to do it today. Of course, we're going to do the same thing we do every Friday. We're going to hand build a lineup. We're going to then look at the projections and the ownership projections from Stochastic. And we're also going to try to optimize some lines again, using the pure math of it all to find where players are going to get four swords this weekend on DraftKings. We're also then going to simulate some lineups we're also going to do the underdog battle royale this week Lots of fun to get into, so let's start it off right away as we always do with the hand build. And shout out as well. I know in the Splash Play community, we do have a lot of people who are going to the dog bowl in Miami. Of course, uh, people who've advanced, people who are just going to hang out. So, hope you guys are having fun out there. Uh, out there, of course, I am in the Northeast dealing with uh, snow and sleet and women's birthdays and and my wife who, uh, <laughs> who made us pay uh, fifteen hundred dollars to install a dishwasher inadvertently uh, by booking some things and canceling some things. So we are we're crushing here in the Splash Play house. Household. But of course we march on here as always, and let's actually do something a little bit different today because I am going to do the hand build, but I do want to show you guys projections here for the main slate for QB because I was looking at it before the show I was really struggling with where to go in the spot besides some of the obvious ones where well, we are going to have Brock Purdy in a pretty good spot. We are going to have the Buffalo Kansas City game. Obviously those are obvious spots besides that though. Again, you see Mahomes. Purdy, Justin Herbert in a matchup against Denver, of course, the soft defense that we talk about beating up on every week. Then you have Justin Fields, Lamar, Josh Allen, Jake Browning, Russell Wilson, Josh Dobbs, Jared Goff, all these guys under 20 and a lot of guys as well under 15 where you have Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Desmond Ritter, Aiden O'Connell, CJ Stroud projected for 13.8. Zach Wilson projected for 12.8. Matthew Stafford for 12.6. Bryce Young projected for 12.5. Still have Trevor Lawrence these projections. Obviously, he's not likely to go. But CJ Beathard, you would think would get a similar projection as well. So point being, we're basically talking about a slate where half the QBs likely won't get played, half the QBs you also probably shouldn't play because the fact the projections are so low obviously for tournaments for the millie maker for all that you are going to play whomever just try to get unique Uh, but it is a weird slate across the board so let's try to figure out who we should play and the one guy for a single entry I'm not going to question it once again after he made the millie maker last week uh, despite being basically not involved at all or not involved enough rather to have a ceiling day Zach Moss 19 touches last week in the run game. Uh, did also have three targets, as you can see on the screen as well. But just 7.7 points. The thing that stood out, though, was the red zone work in that game. And again, I as I always try to do, I'm always watching the games that I have the most money on, the things that I think are the most important to talk about on Splash Play the following week. Zach Moss had the red zone workload. Like, he had the red zone workload in spades in that game. Um, was getting, I think... I. I think he finished with about seven red zone touches in that game. Might be actually a little bit more, but that's basically the best red zone work in the league and even better for the week than a Christian McCaffrey, than a Kyron Williams, some of those guys. So I think Zach Moss is good to go to in this matchup against the Cincinnati defense that we know on the year has not been very good in most situations. and We saw it again recently where obviously it gave up enough points for Jacksonville uh, to win that game, but Jacksonville just didn't do it. But Cincinnati on the year, zero flat EPA allowed per rush. Of course, the expected points added metric that tells you how above average a defense performs, how below average. Same thing on the offense as well, per player, per team, all that we talked about here on Splash Play. Cincinnati also giving up .01 EPA per dropback, uh, .01 EPA per pass, 73% completion rate on throws of less than 20 yards. What does this tell you? This tells you that Cincinnati is going to allow you to move the ball. So if they move the ball, Zach Moss is going to get the red zone work again. The matchup is still not a great one in the red zone itself, a negative .06 EPA per red zone rush. But if Zach Moss is going to get you 5 to 10 red zone touches, he is good chalk again, despite the price tag coming up, uh, despite all of that. So I'm going to put Zach Moss in here. We'll see what we get in the optimizer and all of that. I do assume that Zach Moss will be coming up very easily with the projections and his salary. Zach Moss is a player I'm willing to trust once more, even though obviously didn't go well for the larger part of the field, but the winning line still had Zach Moss in it last week at the cheaper price tag. So I think there's still going to be logic there. We'll see what the Sims say. We'll see what the projections say in a moment. Other spots we can go to here. So I do think Keenan Allen will pick up a good amount of ownership. I uh, did see him projected for about 20% in some parts around the industry already this morning. Keenan Allen going against Denver, a very hospital matchup. And we saw last week, for as much as people do want to talk, and, and I've seen it time and time again, both in the splash play chat, but especially when I do stochastic streams, where I talk about how bad of a defense Denver is. And they certainly are leveling out a little bit more in terms of some of the expected points added metrics overall, but still, you know, functionally not a good team. A uh, 0.02 EPA per dropback, 0.03 EPA per pass, 0.01 EPA per red zone rush. EPA per downfield throw with a 50% completion rate allowed in throws to 20-plus air yards. So they're not a good team, to be clear, for anybody out there that's confused about that one. But Keenan Allen's going to be so chalky that it does feel like you're certainly running into a crush of ownership if you're going his way. That said, this match against Denver is too good. I think Keenan Allen is going to be good chalk this week. Expensive good chalk, but let's try to build around him and see if we get unique somewhere else. Shouts to Kyle. Shouts to the chat. As always, appreciate you guys being here, whether you are watching live or after the fact. Obviously, I know there's a lot going on as we get into the holiday season, as we also get into, again, the dog bowl is a big thing. A lot of guys who are watching this show um, are down in Miami, hopefully having a good time. So um, appreciate all you guys who are here with me. And of course, if you are here, smash that like button and subscribe if you have not before. uh, Please do that. Of course, we're past 3K now, but on that march to 4K, then 5K, then 10K, then a million K. Uh, No, I don't think a million K would ever be possible. Even Mr. Beast doesn't have a million K. All right, other things that we can get to here. Uh, QB is going to be the last one I try to figure out. I think there are certainly some ways we could go. Justin Herbert does feel pretty good. Again, stacking up with Keenan Allen. I'm a little bit intrigued by Jake Browning in the matchup that he has as well against Indianapolis, and maybe that is our way to get unique, is going Jake Browning's way. What is his price tag? 5,200, not that bad. Browning was so accurate this past week. It really felt like they closed a lot of loops on some of his flaws where I talked about, you know, the completed or the catchable ball rate rather is like the most important stats to me. Cause that tells you is the QB putting the ball where it has to go to actually create production. Obviously the completion rate itself, the yards per attempt, all that matter as well. But is a guy getting the ball where it needs to go. And ideally at some depth of target, Jake Browning now on the year up to a 75.6 catchable ball rate. And granted he did get there on Monday night, by a lot of kind of short throws, a lot of swing passes out to uh, Jamar chase in particular, but also just a lot of short plays, but he did get the ball downfield proportions. We go against an Indianapolis team that once again has been one of the toughest teams, uh, not one of the toughest teams, one of the softest teams, the exact opposite of what I just said. One of the softest teams giving up explosive plays. So they're giving up a ton of explosive plays over and over again. So for Jake Browning, I think that is kind of playing into his hands. I think we actually can afford to get to a Jamar Chase build this week at 7,600. Now I do worry with Jamar Chase. We are coming off of a ceiling game from 34.6 points, 12 targets caught 11 of them for 149 yards and a TD. Jamar Chase played really good in the Monday night game. So I worry that I'm maybe going into a chalkier build uh, than even seems like it's possible, but Chase at 7,600, it's too good of a price tag. And also for me, like for best ball stuff this week, I don't have a lot of Jamar Chase's. I mentioned all off season, I was getting a lot more Justin Jefferson, a lot more one hundred ones. Jefferson is going to be back this week, but for the emotional hedge of it all, and frankly, for the bankroll hedge, if Chase goes off this week, some of my teams are probably screwed. So I would say for Jamar chase, I think he fits a couple different theories that I like to play into, but obviously the pure DS DFS of it all is that he's facing an Indianapolis team. that gives up a lot of production. His QB is looking a lot better and was definitely schemed a lot better in week two as a starter. And then Jamar chase himself, we you know, has a very big ceiling for a $7,600 salary. So I think for Jamar chase, it's still a good spot to go to. And I am going to go there for this lineup as well. Now we have a lot of, not a lot of salary left to get there. Let's plug in defense and see if we can start to figure out what we're going to do on that front. Texans D highest priced on the week going against Zach Wilson, not the most opportunistic defense. So I don't really think that's actually a great play. Definitely want to pay down on defense this week. If we can, Jared Goff has been kind of falling apart recently. I do think the bears are a viable case to go to because we are going to see the lions drop back a lot. And they're very cheap. Seahawks D basically the only way they stay in that game is doing something defensively to stop Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy also very big chalk on the slate. I would imagine with them having the highest implied total of the week. So I'm actually going to go to Seahawks D here. Um, I do think it's a very tough matchup for him, but we have to save salary in this build. And for defense, for the most part, I don't really care. Even in a single entry, I'm just putting in whoever's going to allow me to get the salary where I need to go to get players in. At this point, we just need to save salary. So $5,000 left per slot. We can make that work. Uh, Two things to note as well in the rosters this week, besides obviously getting Zach Moss starting, going to be chalk. Zach Charbonnet, currently projected for a lot of ownership. He was limited in practice yesterday, but Kenneth Walker also limited in practice yesterday. So this is one that's going to go down to the wire this weekend. Charbonnet coming off of a knee inflammation. Uh, apparently his knee was a little bit puffy um, after the last game they played on Thursday Night Football. Uh, Kenneth Walker coming off the oblique strain, which could be a you know, sign of a larger issue. He He's is a guy who's had hernia problems in the past. So both guys right now trending towards playing, but you don't know for sure until we get into the weekend. So make sure you are tracking the practice reports. Obviously you will know, uh, but I don't think either guys in play right now with that hanging up in the air. I'm just going to note that right away because I do love Charbonnet, but if Walker is back, obviously that completely ruins the situation. McCaffrey gonna be one of the highest owned running backs of the week as well. uh Certainly don't have an issue with that one. Kyron Williams against Baltimore feels like a tough matchup. Very low projection for Matthew Stafford. We just talked about a few minutes ago. Minutes ago, Josh Jacobs not a bad price tag for him. Sixty nine hundred uh, feels like it's a little bit tough to pay with this particular build that I have going. Uh, but he's definitely in the mix as well. Montgomery against Chicago. Chicago's run defense is a little bit tougher than the pass defense. So maybe a bit of a contrarian play along with Gibbs coming on, but. Not really sure that Montgomery's a play. I'm dying to get to you here. James Cook against Kansas City, a maybe Singletary. The workload definitely getting chopped by Pierce a little bit. It's really, it's really ugly, man, this week. Like, I know, obviously, the handbill is always a little bit tougher to come up on the spot with guys that I really feel strongly about. But I think this week in particular, like, you are noticing that just a lot of these guys, like, there's nobody that leaps out and you go, What a smash play. What a great play. It's all a mix of just kind of mid plays, uh, no matter what spot, it, no matter where you're really going the price points as well, besides the top, high dollar guys, of course. Uh, but let's go Josh Jacobs. See if we can make this work. Jacob's 6,900 going against Minnesota at home. We do know Jacobs has been getting those 20 touches every game. You look at the box scores. Antonio Pierce had one promise, one desire to accomplish when he took over as head coach was to get Josh Jacobs 20 rushes a game. And he's been doing that. 20 um, 20 here. Uh, Got to 15 total touches in the last one against Miami. Of course, the worst possible game script. But if you're getting to 20 against Kansas City, I think that's a decent sign. 27 against the Giants. uh, 26 against the Giants, rather. 27 against the Jets. So a lot of targets going to Josh Jacobs since the Antonio Pierce move. Going against Minnesota, we just don't expect Minnesota to pull ahead that meaningfully. They certainly can. And if Jacobs is chalk, I would try to play Minnesota, putting up a lot of points. And Jacobs becoming kind of moot as a result. Uh, But I do think Jacobs in the spot at running back makes sense to go to. So we are going to stick with that play as our running back, too. Let's see what we can get a tight end. Travis Kelsey back on the slate this week. Kelsey, not a guy we can afford. Matchup against Buffalo for him. <clears throat> Buffalo limits tight end targets pretty well, just a 7.6% target rate to tight ends. .06 EPA, obviously Travis Kelsey is a different breed entirely, so that doesn't necessarily mean everything, but it does mean that, for the most part, Buffalo is funneling more targets to running backs, more targets out wide, a 29% target rate out wide, 23% target rate to running backs. So they do target running backs a lot, um, which could be interesting for Jarek McKinnon if he's back in, Pacheco as well. Um, If McKinnon isn't in, Pacheco could definitely absorb some of those short-range targets as well. Uh, something to keep in mind. Ah, oh, tight end. tight end tight end the worst position. is it an Isaiah likely week at thirty five hundred Brevin Jordan don't think Schultz is Schultz back in practice now. I didn't practice. I thought so. So maybe another Brevin Jordan week of him being low owned though he really I don't expect much of a ceiling there despite the nice price sag. Gosh Dawson Knox apparently still not activated off of IR.' full participant in practice. okay. So he has to be officially activated this weekend. So Dawson Knox might be trending towards going this weekend, which would hurt Dawson Kincaid as well. Uh, so that's something, or Dalton Kincaid rather as well. Um, that's not the greatest spot. Michael Mayer, maybe the workload coming up for him. I don't have a lot of faith in the volume. Uh, we have not seen more than six targets in a game, but this is really the spot you would think where Michael Mayer starts to get used a little bit more and Minnesota's defense. Let's see. Minnesota's defense only a 7.4% target rate to tight ends, -0.02 EPA. This is not the greatest matchup, but we just got to pick a tight end so we can move on to the other parts of this lineup build here. Kyle Pitts week. Oh boy. Kyle Pitts week maybe. Kyle Pitts. Going against Tampa Bay team that gives up a 13% target rate to tight ends, 47% to the slot. Pitts does get 52 of his targets on the air out of the slot compared to 8 out of tight end. Fucking might be a Kyle Pitts week. The price tag on him, though, thirty-seven hundred. That's not bad, and he is definitely a better play than Michael Mayer looks like. So yeah, let's do that. Kyle Pitts at tight end. Taking suggestions here. Cole Komet from Dustin. I do like DJ Moore as a play. I'm not. I mean, Cole Komet and DJ Moore. I think have similar opportunities, obviously, and and DJ Moore as well having the big game maybe opens things up a little bit more for Komet this week. Uh, but I think Pitts makes enough sense. We do want to attack Tampa Bay slot. Overall, that's been a spot where they've given up a lot of production. Besides Adam Thielen last week, where again Thielen is old, Thielen probably dust this time of year. Tampa Bay's pass defense, though, is so soft as we talked about time and time again, um, especially on deep balls—a 16% touchdown rate and when they're giving up a pass 20-plus air yards, which is like a, I think, roughly the highest in the league. Uh, so for Tampa Bay's defense, we want to attack that. Kyle Pitts, we know has upside, so I'm gonna stick with Kyle Pitts in this build. Um, One thing also to note this week, too, the two teams on by are two of the defenses that we like to attack every week, the Cardinals and also the Commanders D. So that also makes it a little bit tougher this week, both for you know us who do know the sharper things, but also people that just target DVP. So it is going to make it a little bit more of a tougher decision point, I think, for everybody overall this week. Um, what other games do we want to attack? Now I'm kind of feeling like maybe we go with an Atlanta. Oh, God, an Atlanta stack. Do we maybe try that? God, I don't, I don't really want to stack up Desmond Ritter. 21 implied points in this spot. But Tampa Bay's defense is not getting like, it's really not good against anything, but especially against the pass. Can Ritter do anything? I want to believe he can. I want to believe he can because it's so cheap. This London-Pitts-Ritter stack is way too affordable, so we are going to go there and pivot off of Jake Browning. But again, I do think we'll pick up some vestigial ownership for the Monday night game. So Ritter-London-Pitts get added in. One more flex spot, 5,300, and then we can move on to the rest of the projections and all of that. Uh, Deonta Foreman coming back in does seem like he could be running into a crush where obviously Roshan Johnson led the backfield last week. Khalil Herbert still the mix. You can see here at 5,100, not the best. Uh, Noah Brown, I think Noah Brown gets targeted a lot out of the slot, right? The matchup against the Jets slot overall is one of the better ones to attack. Obviously out wide is tough. You're running into Sauce Gardner and some other stuff. I've built this stack, Dustin says, and it opens it up quite a bit. So maybe Ritter does pick up a little steam this week just because it does open things up and does allow you to get to a double stack that feels pretty comfortable in a match against Tampa Bay. Um, So that's interesting to note. but good good call by Dustin slash maybe a chalky call by both of us. Um, Noah Brown. I don't hate Noah Brown. It's not a great matchup really anywhere uh, you try to attack the Jets pass defense. Like the slot matchup is better than outside. It's a negative 0.12 EPA outside with a 25% target rate compared to a 30, uh, 39% target rate to the slot at a 0.07 EPA. So like it is a positive EPA matchup, but it's not like a great one, but Noah Brown at 5k. We know the ceiling is there. Obviously it was not their last game with just two targets. Nico Collins absorbed everything in that last spot against Denver, but I think Noah Brown works for this one. So no bringbacks, nothing too crazy on this one. Final team, Desmond Ritter, Zach Moss, Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, Drake London, Pitts, Noah Brown. Feels crazy to be able to get like this many stud players in and guys that we would have thought, you know, based upon the pedigree, based upon them being in their second year or third year, uh, London and Pitts being in this lineup as well. So I like what we're doing here. Um, I could also upgrade the defense, which might be a logical thing, given that it might be tough for, uh, for the Seahawks D unless you just have to play them. Let's go Rams D here. Lamar has been begging to turn some balls over. Obviously that game could certainly go well for Baltimore, but I think it's a little bit safer than Seattle's D Seattle's D. Obviously you're playing uh the Seattle D to try to get leverage on all the Brock Purdy stacks, which there'll be a lot of this week given the fact that he was a tournament winner last week. And that was another team, you know, another league high implied total. Uh, this will be the final build. Noah Brown Rams D let's put it in. Let's move forward to the projection and see where we're going to get there. Oh, wait, no, I, was, I meant to hit the mute button. Uh, <laughs> So I could cough for a second. Here we go. Take that over. Not zooming in on my face to watch me cough. That's usually not the broadcasting move overall. Let's look at all the projections. Uh, Let's get rid of the QBs. Let's see what Stochastic says. And actually, good news for you guys. I don't have a graphic for this yet, but if you see me do this process every week, you see me do it for the showdowns, obviously, where you always, every week, land on unique takes and unique ways to approach the lineups there. You see me do this for the main slate as well. You can now do it for yourself at Stochastic and use the promo code SPLASH. to Save yourself 15% off on any package. That includes their NFL stuff. That also includes their NBA stuff. So get over there now on Stochastic. Put in the promo code SPLASH. You will save 15% on any of that stuff. So the best deal we could have would have loved to have had it earlier in the year, but they just offered it to me recently. So that's where we are with it. Uh, but if you have been curious about the stuff you're curious about the Sims, curious about the lineup generator, another tool that they have that helps you make lineups very easily uh, with a similar process to the Sims. I'm very similar as well to what I try to do manually with showdown stuff. Uh, check it out at Stochastic again, promo code splash there will save you a uh, 15% on any package. And obviously I get an affiliate fee. So you're doubly helping out splash play with that one as well as yourself. Christian McCaffrey, a top projected player overall, 24.1 projection, 2.6 value. So he's probably going to pop up a lot when you run the optimizer in a moment. Keenan Allen, number two projected. Patrick Mahomes, number three projected. Brock Purdy, number four. Again, he'll be a very popular QB play. Again, as a low salary here compared to guys like Mahomes, guys like Justin Herbert as well. A better projection than Herbert and a lower salary. I think Purdy stacks will definitely be on the menu. If I had to guess, based on what we're going to see on the optimizer, and I haven't run it myself yet, so this is a pure guess, I would think we're going to see Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, Maybe IU coming in. I would think you're going to see Seattle doubles, if not, or excuse me, San Francisco doubles, if not San Francisco triples. We'll find out in a moment though. Justin Herbert at number five. Top values on the slate, according to the projections from Stochastic. Stochastic. Uh, Jake Browning, top QB value. So he probably does make it into a lot of lineups as a QB value. I think especially with Jamar Chase. Uh, Chase probably not going to project as well as some of the other receivers. But if you do try to stack up in four stacks, then Browning and Chase will come up a little bit more. Zach Moss, number two value on the week. Brock Purdy, number three. So Brock Purdy is going to be everywhere because he's a top projected player, uh, top projected QB. And a top value play. Baker Mayfield with 16.6 projection is number four. Uh, Maybe a tournament play against Atlanta. And Russell Wilson, who just runs enough, does just enough in the pass game every week. But the ceiling just has not been there very much for him. But Russell Wilson, 17.7, number five value overall. And top defense of the week looks like the Ravens uh, just shy of a 10-point. Wow. 10-point projection for the Ravens. It's almost as high as we had the Steelers yesterday. Obviously, it didn't work out for the Steelers, D, but that made sense based on the tournament ownership that we talked about yesterday. Uh, but Ravens, D, is a very high projection for a defense, so something to note at 3,300 top-owned players, according to Stochastic. Zach Moss, number one, 35% ownership projected for him. Christian McCaffrey, number two, 30% projected for him. Keenan Allen, number three, 21%. So a big drop-off to Keenan Allen, which is kind of a surprise. Zach Charbonnet at number four. Again, I do expect that to come down if we see Walker active. Um, even if we don't see Walker active, I think Charbonnet might not be owned that highly. 5400 400 is a pretty tough price tag, obviously, to avoid. Uh, but for Charbonnet, I think 20% ownership feels a little lofty against a Niner's defense that everybody knows is a shutdown and also just down. Charbonnet, uh, two weeks ago in a very highly watched Thanksgiving game. So I think Charbonnet's ownership is a little bit inefficient here, or inaccurate, rather. Javante Williams, uh, number five here at 5,800 uh, with a 19 point, a 19 point 19 projection. I probably wouldn't take that one too much. Though like Javante every week is a projection play that just doesn't make the most real life sense with how Denver plays with the game scripts that Denver ends up in. And I think it's the same thing this week where the Chargers offense should have one of their best games. You would think against the Denver defense, it's not very good. Uh, the team total for uh, the Chargers is not that high. I believe it's like 23 and change. Uh, but still, like, it's just, it just doesn't scream Javante Williams game script, even though it feels like they always want it to be a Javante Williams game script for all of the projections. We'll probably ever have fantasy score probabilities. They play a lot of price picks. We're not going to have fantasy score probabilities. What we will have is have uh like a filter that allows you to sort by the bets that are over 54% probability or 54.9%, um, which is the expected win rate. You have to have per leg for price picks and underdog. And technically you could do that right now. If you just sort through by probability on the app and just find ones or go game by game and just find prop lines, so you could find an underdog and price picks. We're going to simplify it soon. Obviously, you know, it's a sports betting tool. Uh, so that's the primary use case, but that is next on our roadmap. to so try to get that out. Uh, hopefully, Hopefully by you know, some point in January, shout out Tyler. I thought Tyler might be uh bandwagoning his way to Miami to join all the boys, but pr- appreciate seeing Tyler here. Of course, appreciate all you guys here on a slow Friday morning. Always great to see the familiar faces and some new ones, as always. Guys under 10 You a know, slate breaking upside. Debo, George Kittle, Brees Hall, I guess theoretically, though at this point, does he really? Um, Amon Ra, Chris Olave, Chase, Chase, projected for low ownership. I don't believe that. I think Chase comes up a little bit more than this. I would guess Chase around. 15-18% just because he had that big money night game. More confidence in Jake Browning. Good match against Indianapolis. I don't think Chase will be this low, but he's projected for 10% right now. Uh Judy Chuba, who we saw put up 25 last week. A lot of guys you can get to at low ownership. So it's an ugly slate because it's an ugly slate. People are kind of forcing their way to just projection plays more so. So if you do want to try to get to guys that are just low owned, but you think I, I have a pathway, everybody's got a pathway this week for the most part, so I'd keep that in mind. Fly to hang most places, but the recent home Reno, ah, home renovation. Yes. Always great for every relationship I hear and people's sanity is home renovation. And I could say that again, as a man who spent $1,500 to install a $1,500 dishwasher, which is, uh, I like, I can't even encapsulate how bad that was. And I don't even want to tell the story because it's so long winded, but just a series of comedy of errors here that resulted in us, uh, finally having a Bosch dishwasher after not having a dishwasher for the last three months, but fucking a man, just, uh, getting things installed by home Depot. Not a thing I'll ever recommend to anybody. That's point a. Um, All right, this slate, main slate, top projected lineups here. This one is number one. Jake Browning, Joe Mixon, Zach Moss, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, Zach Charbonnet, uh, Ravens D. So nothing too exciting here, no natural stacks. It does seem like overall the top 25 optimized lineups. You're getting 100% Zach Moss, 92% Keenan Allen, 92% Joe Mixon. So the only guy who's in every lineup, once again, the second straight week is Zach Moss, but obviously a lot of Allen lot of mixing, a lot of Njoku and Elijah Moore as well. Uh, Moore did have 12 targets that last game uh, with Amari Cooper getting silent with the concussion. It does seem like Cooper as well, not going to break out of the concussion protocol this week. So I get why people want to go to Njoku and Moore, but kind of think that game goes more on the low scoring side than not personally. Replacing furnace and AC unit. Guess what was leaking gas needed to replace fully morning of? Yep, water heater. I like honestly, the thing that I did not know as somebody who rented for the majority of my life and has been a homeowner the last uh, two plus years is like just the amount of things you have to deal with in a house over and over again. Where I've talked about it on stream before, but we had electrical uh, with water and the, like, the electrical lines as part of the issues we had. We moved in, we had to replace a breaker box because it had corrosion from the aforementioned water. We had to, uh, if you guys remember last year, at the beginning of the season, had to get vapor walls put down here in the basement because we had leakage coming through. Uh, so We had to then do that. I was basically out of commission here for a month with that stuff. Um, There's more that we had to do over the course of the HVAC had issues we had to fix. Um, Home ownership, I will say everybody out there, like it's still, you know, this American dream kind of thing for you guys out there, like really be aware of the cost that goes in and definitely don't do like me and liquidate your savings to do it uh, because that was a big lesson in hindsight. But uh, yeah, home ownership, bit of a fucking pill, especially if you're paying the 8% mortgage rates or whatever's going on right now Uh, that I, I would have a very hard time doing that personally. Yeah, just so much gotta be liquid. a uh, liquid in the name of, of finances, not in the name of your basement. <laughs> That's what I would hope for everybody out there. Um, other things to note here in the team stacks. Uh, we are getting at least three Browns and two out of the 25. So nothing that crazy there, but at least two Bengals and 15 out of 25, at least two Browns and 13 out of 25. So you're definitely getting you know a good amount here. Um yeah, I I I think this is pretty clear. People are gonna play a lot of Cincinnati, I think people are gonna play a lot of Cleveland. Um, and that's going to be the value plays they get to the interesting to note that we're not getting a lot of Atlanta coming up naturally with projection. So I think Atlanta will be a good play. Like Dustin mentioned earlier, um, like obviously I got to on the hand build, but it does seem like Atlanta is not going to be a projection play. So that's a positive thing to see um, overall. And then top defense looks like it's Ravens by a wide margin. Again, such a high projection going against the Rams. It's, it's obviously tough to go against the Ravens D but the Ravens D is not the Ravens defense of previous years so I don't know that I'm buying in on this Ravens chalk very low total for the Rams 16.3 implied points compared to their yearly totals and they are seven and a half point dogs just kind of crazy to see I think I'd be more willing to play the Rams getting production here somehow uh than I would like the Rams just getting completely dusted but obviously you know your mileage may vary we'll see what we get to on Sunday need five figures behind your down payment. That is true. Uh, I I would say that that is definitely I know we spent more than that with stuff that we had to fix coming in. But yeah, it's just like obviously with the situation with my job as well football outsiders and fucking me over on so much money it was hard for me to go from like okay let's spend so much money in the house and then let's spend so much money building a startup (laughs) not the two wisest things to chain together but we did what we did and now we're going to simulate some lineups on Stochastic and of course what this is going to tell us is what the Sims want us to play which is not always what you have to play you should be using Sims as part of your process if you can again 15% off that promo code splash at Stochastic right now if you want to get NFL Sims if you want to get NFL projections and data or NBA frankly the NBA Sims I think even more beneficial to a process but if you should be using the sims whether it be stochastics whether it be etrs uh the solver whether it be saber sim. You should be using it to find unique configurations. Don't just take the top 150 lineups. You can do that, but you're just not likely to win. You still want to combine some game theory with that. and You want to try to take the highest ROI lineups in the sim that have unique constructions to it. So like if you had a Jake Browning triple and that degraded out well, that's something you can hit that like people aren't going to play naturally but might have a high ROI. So that's the kind of thing to keep advantage of or keep in mind of So to give yourself an advantage when you are using the sims. Um, it's not just taking the top 150. And frankly, you know, I thought that it was getting unique enough by like combining projections early in the year. And I wasn't. I saw to do like the bit of the manual manipulation. So that is the part of the Sims that I think uh, gets talked about like lulls, but nowhere else in terms of how you handle the Sims. I think you're going to win DK best ball so you can use that money for more home upgrades. I fucking, at this point I need to win DK best ball or the Millie maker or the, uh, excuse me, the BBM. So, but we will see how it goes. Of course uh, we've got four weeks to go here of a gripping best ball and we will see how it goes when we get to the new year, but that is definitely going to be for me financially and things coming to a head moment. We will see how it goes. Let's see what these lineups give us. Of course, if you're not familiar with Stochastic, what it does builds the 10,000 lineups as a baseline, trying to simulate the lineups. They'll be in a contest Then, it has to compete against each other 40,000 times to find the ROI for each lineup as well as each player. And we'll see those results coming up here in a moment. And I'm going to drink some water while this goes. All right. All the guys bragging about their mortgage rates. I got a 2.7, so I was there a little bit under that, but yeah, we, we got our house right before everything hit the skid, so I'm happy about that part, but the the downside is like it makes you feel trapped that you can't ever sell your house, which, um, which I don't love because moving back to LA and playing an 8% mortgage rate is not the most appealing thing. So that's unfortunately the name that it's gone. All right. Top 150 lamps, your highest ROI one, Jake Browning, Joe Mixon, Zach Moss, Chase, IU, Guyton, Joku Kelsey, Vikings. So you're getting a QB plus two for Cincinnati here with a one bring back. Um, so that is a pretty interesting situation to see at the number one ROI lineup top exposures overall. And if you want me to look up any specific lineups, uh, please let me know and I will look them up. But Zach Moss, once again, 91% of lineups. So the Sims are saying yet again, that Zach Moss is a play to ignore the ownership and just go in head first. I don't think Zach Moss gets the ownership he had last week where we're seeing, I think upwards of 60% in some tournaments out there. Um, for Zach Moss, I think that It'll be closer to 38% to 45% will be my guess. So with 91%, by my estimate, you're getting double the field. Um, I just don't think people are going to go back the week after he was such a bloodbath. could be wrong about that one. I think this will be a pretty interesting test because it's a good matchup on paper uh, for Zach Moss against Cincinnati. But obviously, you know, with him being such a bust last week, usually the guys don't retain ownership after the big bust week. Then the price tag goes up by over $1,000. People play him again. So um, Zach Moss actually... 45% 45% might be aggressive but I just it's hard to read the field this year as as you can see by following any industry ownership projections right? People requesting some stuff. I'll look at those in a moment. Other high ROI guys here, David and Joku and 53% of lineup. So he's a chalk sim tight end, uh, 47% Ravens D coming up. So again, chalk defense, uh, the Sims do not fear chalk defense. So if you naturally are getting the Ravens through there, it's not something I would uh, manipulate personally, but something to keep in mind for a hand build where I think for a hand build, I would just try to have less Ravens for a sim though. I would try not to care too much. Um, Joe Mixon, Elijah Moore. So brown's chalk brown's chalk kind of screams maybe try to play joe flacco at qb if you're going to get this much in joku and more um i'll look at the chat's request in a moment but let's see what that would look like because whenever you see two guys coming up a lot but you don't see the qb with them it sort of doesn't make the most logical sense this is something that Osmo himself alex baker had highlighted to me we we're regularly doing streams every week really like multiple times a week um the beginning of stochastic um just sometimes when you see that happen where we're, we're getting a lot of elijah moore we're getting a lot of in joku why are we not getting Flacco? Flacco only comes up once in the top 150, but he does have a lot of high ROI lineups. So I actually think Flacco's not the craziest play in the world this week. Uh, team total for Cleveland against Jacksonville, 17.8 implied points. I would rather, I guess the best way to say it is like, Rather than playing more in Njoku without the QB, I'd rather play more in Njoku with the QB. And if I'm not playing the QB, I'd rather play one of more in Njoku, just because I think there's gonna be a lot of lineups that put in both guys. And logically, you, I don't think you should have the double stack without the QB, especially when the QB is is so cheap. Um, like Flacco is under 4,800 because uh, I'm still seeing BTR as my guy at QB on my sheet. Yeah, Flacco is 4,700. So that's another cheap stack. So Ritter, we talked about earlier in the handbill. That's a cheap stack you can get to. That's got some star players. Flacco is a cheap stack you can get to with some well-projected players. Uh, They're definitely cheap stacks you can go to. Uh, Thoughts like Gabe Davis is a one-off. I tend to think this is more of a Diggs matchup just because we're coming off the bye. The squeaky wheel for him is about as huge as you can get. And we have seen the one time that they've played an AFC Titan, um, not the literal Titans, but when they played uh, the Dolphins, they did go really hard with Diggs. Uh, the matchup, though, against Kansas City, not the greatest, it does seem like it would be a little bit more Gabe Davis friendly. Uh 46% target rates the slot. Though Diggs does get more targets overall of the slot than Gabe Davis. Uh 30 to actually no 50 targets for Diggs compared to 24 for Gabe Davis. So I think it's a digs matchup personally, but Gabe Davis, we saw him have the upside. The price tag at 5,800 is not that bad. Um, you can get there. I think playing any Bills pieces, I wouldn't begrudge because that game is actually one that feels alive to have a shootout. Um, let's see the request that we had here. We got a Shroud stack with Brevin and Nico. Okay, so going to Stroud against the Jets does feel uh, like one for the brave, but Tyler is one of the brave. Uh, lineup contains Stroud. Lineup contains Nico lineup contains Brevin. All right. So I got Tyler. So when it comes up in two lineups, uh, neither of which win very much a 0% win rate for this one 0.003% win rate for this one. It's a really low projection for Stroud. So that's the one thing I would say why I'm not surprised. We're not getting very much of it. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty tough. I, I would not advocate for that one based on what we're seeing here where it's not even being built, let alone featured. Uh, let's see if we get to other Houston stacks. So there are other Houston stacks. Uh, Stroud with Nico and Robert Woods comes up. Um, Stroud with just Noah Brown comes up. Stroud with... Nico and Noah Brown. So we're just not getting Brevin Jordan. So I think the biggest issue is that the Sims think that Brevin Jordan's not a good play Vegas stack with a Jefferson bring back. All right, let's look at that LV and then let's add in Mm -mm. Justin J. All right. Aiden O'Connell. Hmm. Aiden O'Connell, Zach Moss, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson, Noah Fant, Josh Jacobs, Ravens. It's a lineup, not the sexiest lineup in the world, but it is a lineup. Um, at least you are getting positive win rates here. You are getting negative ROIs, but they're still winning 0.01% of the time, which is enough. That I'd be willing to play them. Um and again, really for a sim, like I would just look for ones when you're going through. Like, yeah, the Vegas stack itself doesn't look like the highest performer, but I would just pick off. Like, here's your top five sim lineups here that have you know a possible win rate that have a good top ten rate. Um, that have you know the best of the ROIs, even if it's still a negative ROI. I like. There's no issue playing negative ROI lineups if they're the best of a stack you're trying to hit. So I think, um, this would be it. This is the Vegas stack with Jefferson. Let's see. Probably because of is and starter projection. Um, is he? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Schultz still in for this one. Uh, Is it on ETR? Let me check that real fast. ETR does not have uh, Schultz in. So basically, Schultz right now on Stochastic is a 7.3 projection. Brevin Jordan's got a 2.2. On ETR, Dalton Schultz does not have projection. And Brevin Jordan has a 7.3 projection. So it seems like Stochastic would probably be about a 7.3. 0.7 0.7 ish projection on Brevin Jordan. Um, if it, if we do have Dalton Schultz rolled out officially, but right now they do have Schultz in. So that is why uh, that's why it's not coming up at all, but still Stroud stacks don't seem um, like the most EV approach based on the Sims. But obviously again, same thing. You can play any stack you want. It's just a matter of like what you're going to do um, and how you're just, just grabbing any of them, you know, that you can get that have some win rate stack. at in Atlanta. We did look at a uh, Desmond Ritter stack earlier. Uh, Ritter, Joe Mixon, Javante Williams, Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy, Drake London, David Njoku, Kelsey Ravens. So we're getting a QB plus one year, QB plus two, Ritter, Rashad White, Zach Moss, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Cooper Cup, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Javante, and Chiefs. Uh, so we are getting the bring back of uh, Rashad White in this one. Yeah, Atlanta Stacks, I think, have the most merit to me, but I think they're going to be probably, I think tournament players will land on Atlanta Stacks a little bit more. Thoughts of Rasheed Rice this week with uh, Kelsey looking old. So the issue with Rasheed Rice is that like he was back down again to under a 70% snap share uh, last time out when we had Tony back in. Um, I, I just worry about the overall workload, the matchup though. Should be pretty good going against Buffalo. They give up a good amount of targets out wide for a 0.2 EPA, 29% target rate out wide. Uh, that's where Rasheed Rice gets a good amount of his targets out of the slot. They do allow a little bit less targets. Rasheed Rice actually getting more targets out of the slot than out wide, which I didn't realize. Uh, 41 targets for him out of the slot compared to 22 on the year out wide. So Rasheed Rice against the slot, you could do it. I don't love the price tag at 5,400, but he's also going to be owned. Uh, 14% ownership for Rasheed Rice, according to Stochastic. 19% for Rasheed Rice, according to ETR. So that's a lot of Rasheed Rice out there. All right, Josh Allen will be the last one we look at here. Check this out. Then we will hit the underdog battle royale and no pick them this week because i can't even fake enter a pick them because of the pennsylvania stuff they now don't allow you to put them in so we'll check the probably prop markets after this one and i'll do the same thing again on uh on the probably video at probably app after this one And of course check it out so let me drop a link to that ah fuck it i'll do it in a different way uh all right josh allen stacks josh allen joe mixon zach moss stefan diggs bateman guyton travis kelsey dawson knox ravens does feel like Guyton is sneaking into a lot of lineups' as value, which I don't particularly love. Um, I guess if you're not playing Keenan Allen, it makes a little bit more sense. I still think that Quentin Johnston is going to have a little bit more upside than Jalen Guyton. Like, we've seen Quentin Johnston still be force-fed targets. was meaningfully back in the mix last week, cracked 10 points last week. Um, the workload's been there relatively for Quentin Johnston, so uh, I think I'd prefer him over Jalen Guyton, especially when we are seeing Jalen Guyton kind of float his way in naturally to some of these lineups. Uh, other Josh Allen ones that look interesting, uh, this one, Allen, Jacob, Sharp. now nah, nah, I wouldn't do Charbonnet. Um, Allen Moss, Chuba Hubbard, Diggs, Ayuk, Rasheed Rice, Dawson Knox, Jalen Guyton, Falcons. You're getting a QB plus two with the bring back. You are getting Diggs, which I think is the important part. You're getting Dawson Knox coming off of IR, which will obviously decrease his ownership because he still has that IR tag on him on DraftKings. So this one makes sense. Um, not the most fun one, I think, overall relative to the players inside of it, where you're getting Chuba, you're getting Dawson Knox, you're getting Jalen Guyton. But it does make sense. You're getting a share of the Niners game, given the high total there. Uh, The lineup works. I think that's a good Josh Allen lineup. Um, Let's look at the Niners really fast, just because I do think they are an important one. And I'm surprised we didn't get more of them in the optimizer. Getting a lot of them in the sim, though. There's a lot of Brock Purdy lineups here. Uh, But the number one ROI one, Brock Purdy, Joe Mixon, Javante Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Elijah Moore, Kelsey, and Sky Moore. So you're actually getting a Chiefs double with Chiefs defense. A Niners double as well. You're not getting McCaffrey. Weird build, weird build, but that is the top ROI one by a pretty wide margin. And overall, um, again, the last part of the Sims we'll look at here, we're going to hop into a battle royale in a moment. This is a lineup I would use for cash games, 64% cash rate. Jake Browning, Joe Mixon, Zach Moss, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, Zach Charbonnet, and Ravens. Obviously, if Kenneth Walker is in, that's less of a cash game lineup, but if Kenneth Walker is out, I think that's a pretty good cash game lineup to go to. All right, on to the Battle Royale. Let's do it. Of course, big week with the Dog Bowl going on. Battle Royale buried down here. Uh, but still, 30 k to first place, $5 entry fee. Hopefully, it'll let me enter on the first try and not tell me it. Of course, why? You know my location. It says my, like, I know you guys can't see the banner up here. It says, like, it has a little location pin indicating here's my location. But Underdog has to make my life difficult now, as has been the theme of the regular season so far. We are in Battle Royale, but will we draft a better team than the dog bowl competitors? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but but we'll draft one here on underdog, and of course, uh, let me pull up the the promo. Of course, the promo still goes on underdog. Use the promo code SPLASH on there. That's a promo code on any site that I mentioned. Uh, that we have a promo code stochastic 15% off with promo code SPLASH. Underdog, save, uh, get yourself a deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code SPLASH and also get a mystery pick 'em if you're a new customer. That's basically an easy pick 'em to win. Um, so that's what goes on if you are new there. And no badges in this one, all of them are in Miami. So we get to draft against Strick and Rushman and DTG and Grant Dula. And Jado Picks, Jado Picks, my favorite picks site is Jado Picks. I have the same issue for weeks. Well, all right. Glad it's not just me, I guess. Thought it was like the Pennsylvania part of it, but either way, underdog making my life a little more difficult <laughs> every day here on stream, which is never the goal, but it is what we try to avoid as best we can here. And of course, guys, if you're new around here, always helps me out a few subs. Actually, let's use the big one. Always helps me out if you subscribe down below, if you hit the like button, if you leave a comment, Splash Play, independent proprietor channel right now, doing the best I can to keep it going every single day here, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. So please subscribe down below. Please smash the like button. If you watch this video, please watch a similar video afterwards so it tells YouTube that, hey, these guys are moving views around. They're part of the ecosystem. But do all that stuff if you can. Help us keep growing here because I feel good about how far we've come as a channel this year. Um, Even with just being me here every day, rambling for a half an hour to an hour every day. Uh, So that grind continues on. I'm not going to stop doing it now. So (laughs) please come along for the ride here, but keep going all playoffs along as well. And then once the playoffs are done, then it's best ball season again. (laughs) So it just doesn't end here on splash play. But in particular in January, the rookie uh, previews, I think will be very live once again, because I think I hit rookies harder than anybody last year. I would put my record of evaluating the rookies up against anyone. So we'll find out again, come January, Caleb Williams, Drake may, other guys, other guys. I did hit 3K subs. Yes. We are on the march now to 4K. Did I say 3K? 4K, 5K, 10K, a million K, as I said before. Wow. Even BBM top finishers last year. Charlie, of course, the top three finisher in BBM. He can't get in without his location being checked too. So I don't know what it is, man. I'm sure it's new tech or something, a new third party provider. That's how it goes often with a lot of these apps, but yeah, just, you know, a more glitches than we we're, were accustomed to seeing. I think all the other issue too is like underdog has spoiled us so much by having such a great product for years. And now we see some of the, some of the glaring issues and you go, Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So we have, we have some nice players here. I worry about getting a little bit chalky, but I'd like the spot for a Monroe again, going against a Chicago defense. That is very bad defending the pass. I think that makes sense. And Keenan Allen, we also like another matchup where they are very bad defending the pass. At Keenan Allen going to be chalk everywhere, but on underdog, you're seeing Jefferson and Diggs go ahead of them. I don't think that should be the case. I think, to me, this week, Allen is the wide receiver one for the main slate. Uh, Tyreek will be a wide receiver one for the entire slate because they're going to – I think they're absolutely going to annihilate Tennessee. Obviously, that's going to be the chalk expectation. with oh, them being a 14-point favorite last I checked. But, um, but yeah, for Keenan Allen, I think he's the top wide receiver play. Like, you can't give up almost 200 yards to Nico Collins and then think you're going to come in and do much to stop Keenan Allen. I just – I Denver is so bad, man. And the amount of people who don't realize that Denver is bad every week just baffles my mind. It really does. And I know the full stack didn't get there versus Houston, so people would go, oh, but it didn't get there. They got an interception against CJ Shroud. Like, it's just, it's been the luckiest run that they've had to stop any player. And guys who actually are good who get the ball, they just can't stop it all. A Rushman going, Kelsey and Sam Laporte here. Baffling. Everyone's scared of Pat Sertan. I, I just, I, you know, a you guys know like individual cornerback matchups never a thing that I would sweat too much. Like we've seen this happen in the past. Like again, Sertan was on Nico for a lot of that game. He also was hurt in that game, so you give him some grace on Patrick Sertan's side. But like last year, Devontae Adams put up 200 yards against Sertan. Like. Uh, shut down corners are not infallible. The jets, I think you get a little closer to being infallible because the outside corners are so good and schematically they do a good job preventing deep targets, running the cover two shells and all that. It's so, like they prevent big games, like as part of what they do, but for Denver, it's like, they just go, Whoa, whoa And did a pick falls in their arms and they go, ha, 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 we did it guys. Like that's Denver's defense. there. like a bad guy in a cartoon is what that defense is every week. Uh, but whatever people don't want to, I mean, people are going to play Keaton Allen this week. So I guess I'm not alone on the Island, but. Um, they should have been playing every receiver against Denver for weeks because that's how it's been. All right. Let's see what we're going to do here next. Jado picks, making his selections. You got Diggs, you got Allen. What does he do next? <laughs> Hawkinson, high ADP for Hawkinson relative to you no know, Justin Jefferson in the mix. And there goes Hawkinson. So we're not going to get him anyway. Um, man, this really feels like a loaded wide receiver week overall. I don't like I, I always like Michael Pittman. I don't want to go chasing him after the big game last week. Let's get some running backs in. Let's go Zach Moss. Uh Herbert hasn't gone, right? Yeah, Herbert's still available. We'll get Herbert later on, I believe. Um hmm, hmm. Kittle targeting the upside against Seattle. He's the only elite tight end left. We do have Komet, though, as a bring back, potentially for a Monra. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go commit. I'm going to go commit because I think anybody in my spot drafting where I am right now would take Kittle there. And I do think Kittle's a good play, but obviously, you know, we are seeing a little more going Debo's way. We are seeing a little more ceiling going Ayuk's way. So I think, um, I think it makes sense to go for Kittle overall, but I think anybody who's drafting here where, you know, you have three tight ends off the board with the top three tight ends. I think people would take Kittle. So I, I believe I got unique, but I don't really know. <laughs> that Royales are hard guys. I feel like it's the one thing I've not figured out DFS wise in terms of like the approach, like showdowns every week. And I'm sure you guys know, cause that, that's the videos that get the most views on the channel. Like I don't think I've had like a bad showdown, like approach every week. Like last, like yesterday, I didn't have great lineups. I think I ended up uh, losing like a hundred bucks out of like five hundred that I put in. Um, so it wasn't that crazy, but like I had like the right approach. It was going going again to the Patriots, treating them like uh, they're not a cum towel, treating them like respect, and giving them a little bit something to to believe in. Um, that's how the game played out yesterday. I feel like every week I'm hitting the showdown kind of takes and how to approach that for the main slate. I'm getting close to like the right things for battle Royales. I'm just like, yeah, I guess I'll take this guy. Oh, I got to scroll down here. I just feel like battle Royales, unless you're putting in a bunch of them. um, just hard to get like a feel for the room every week. if You're just doing like one to five, but that's me. Obviously I could just be my brain. Why did this guy take her a oh, fuck off? I, again, just not enjoyable in battle Royales. This guy took Herbert for no fucking reason. I could take Jared Goff again, but Herbert was kind of appealing here. Um, whatever. (sighs) Oh, like why take Herbert there? There's just no reason to do it. What is he going to stack Herbert Quentin Johnson in the last round? Get out of here, man. Oh, he's fucking people. Um, I think Josh Jacobs still a good pick. Now we're getting him at 31 or 30 with a 22 ADP. So we'll take that and we will take Jared Goff as our QB. Naked Lamar kind of appealing at this point, but we'll take Jared Goff. we got the correlation with the Monra final battle royale team after getting sniped. Like what is this guy, why did he take Justin Herbert? What was the logic in that? God, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, Jared Goff, Zach Moss, Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Keenan Allen, Cole Komet. And now we're going to wait to see why Grant Dula took Justin Herbert when he has Nico Collins, Debo, Samuel, Bijan Robinson, and Alvin Kamara. Oh, because he's going to take Dalton Kincaid. You had to take naked Justin Herbert so you could take Dalton Kincaid in the last round. <laughs> Unfucking believable. All right, guys, let's switch the brand over. Let's go over to the world of probably. This will be a little bit <laughs> easier to look at things. And, of course, this is going to be a preview of what I'm going to do on the probably channel in a moment coming up, where I will walk through all the week 14 best bets. But I like to show it to you guys here because, frankly, I need you guys in Splashway to sign up more. Um, this is a reality of probably, like, We got bills to pay guys. Like I've been accumulating a lot of money to Amazon web services. I've had to pay it out of pocket. We're now at a point where like, I can't keep going on forever paying out of pocket. So we're trying to find investors. But Really the best thing that you guys could do, if you have the means, if you are in a legal betting state and want to get more good bets, go check out Probably right now. Of course, you're seeing the promo code for the Probably channel. If you are a Splash Play viewer, you get 50% off using the promo code SPLASH. And again, that means you're basically getting all the bet data for 10 bucks. Yesterday, we were up, I think, 4.8 units and we're 2.8 the day before. So like the data is crushing. The videos I'm doing are also crushing, which is hard because I'm putting out 10 bets out of like, the millions that we have in the database in a given day, but check out probably like you really will find it a lot easier to win money. And I think the thing with betting too, that's like a really a big issue across the industry is that people bet on stuff that they want to root for. You should be betting on stuff. That's mathematically profitable and rooting for that. Like yesterday it was like, I was rooting for the Trey Murphy over on uh 12 and a half or 13 and a half get where I got it. He had 14. Like that was a sweat uh, that got there because of the Pelicans getting blown out, but also like the NBA bets we had yesterday, the we had the money line on the Patriots first half. Like a lot of things are hitting there that are longer shot bets that I think, frankly, I'm not doing a good enough job promoting it to you guys. Uh, But also in general, like if you are a person that trusts me and that follows Flash Play, like you are doing yourself a disservice by not using Probably's data to bet. Um, Again, it's as good as Odds Jam, if not better, but a lot cheaper. And we use Odds Jam as one of our data providers. And of course, they do a great job too, but that's like for power users that want to be tethered to their desktop. You just want to get good bets from the toilet, from your phone. uh, These are bets you can take. So I would try to do that if you can. But I live in a legal betting state. Yeah, you guys, you guys all need to move <laughs> to make my life easier, but there we go. All right, let's look at some of the top bets here. This one is a long shot one. I would not take this, but the Ben Skronek touchdown's over. And again, this is where there is personal choice to it as well, where I'm sorting by most profitable here. So that eliminates any negative EV bets that we're getting according to probably data where of course we're tracking the top performing sports books around the world. And then using that data to find a true probability that allows you to get the best bets at legal US sports books. So that's what the process is. That's how it goes in the back end. It's all automatic via API. It's not me giving picks. Like, obviously, I guess if you follow this show, you probably think I give good picks, but it's not my picks. This is just math. It's basically anytime you find an inefficiency in probabilities, that's where you win money over the course of time. The bigger the sample size you get, and it sounds crazy. If you bet 100 plus EV bets using Probably's Data every day, like our win rates were 50 to 60 percent per bet and then five to 25 percent ROIs per sport. And that's just over the course of one month before we back tested it. So, like, it's the more you put in, the more you get out. That sounds like a fucking scam. I know, like I hate it. I hate that it does, but like this is the fucking thing, man. Don't chase the parlay guys on Twitter. Just use probably.com and get a membership at probably.com slash subscribe. 50% off of promo code splash. If you can buy a year, do it. It's under 250 bucks uh for a year. And it means the difference between us surviving and dying right now, if I'm being real with you guys. But we'll see. <laughs> hey, smiles here, we'll figure it out. Ben Scronek, though, if you want to take this one, uh, 9% probability, really long shot, plus 1,000 odds, would not be the bet for me, uh, but it is a bet that's plus EV, and I'll always highlight ones that are plus EV. Alvin Kamara over 31.5, this one, if you get this line on uh, underdog, this is one you could take, underdog or prize picks, 55% probability in this one, 3.03 probably score at minus 115 odds, um, so that's a good bet to take on the sports books. but again, if you see a bet over 44, a 54.9% probability, that is a bet you should be putting into your five leg picks on prize picks, that's one you should be putting it your five layers on underdog. That's just the math here where you need to have your pick rates have an expected probability of 54.9% to win over the course of time. doesn't mean you're going to win every bet. Like I think for our data, especially it's about getting up in units every night. It's not about like winning seven and oh, It's not about trying to do the fake parlay shit where guys bet 10 parlays and show you the one that won. Um, at, at probably it's like the more bets you get in, the more it's going to add up over the course of time. And that's just fucking what the math is. gets back to run for president. <laughs> instead can the platform be legal as weed and sports betting. I mean, look, I think that'd be a popular platform. I'm sure. I'm sure I'd have some enemies right away. we give it our, our best shot. Uh, I would also recommend if you are going on, probably try to avoid ones under a one probably score because that's in the margin of error. Um, ones over a one are fine. Ones over a two are fine. Uh, a two over a two is what I aim for. Usually on videos, just so you guys were aware. A uh, Kamara over 34 and a half. This one is also available. 54.4% probability minus Minus one fourteen odds right now. 2.1 probably score on that one. Other good bets: Vikings money line. This one's not a long shot bet, uh, but fifty-seven percent probability uh, on this one. Minus one twenty-five odds give the bet just under two. Probably score, so I would still advocate for this one. a lot of touchdown props that I really don't want to take, but they are an efficient probability. So I get why they're coming up. A Rams first quarter money line have had a lot of success with the early money lines for an underdog Uh, in the NBA, especially like the Blazers have hit a few, but yesterday it worked out for the Patriots too. So I'll highlight this one. Rams first quarter money line, big underdog, but a 33.5% probability to win the first quarter plus 205 odds give the bet a 2.05 probably score. As you can see here as well, this is updated 1144 AM. We are live right now at 1155. Um, That's how much we are updating here. We're updating basically Every ten minutes, and then for live, a uh, live in-game stuff, we are updating even more frequently. Um, let's see, football, the most efficient market here, but over forty-three is a forty-four percent probability at uh, this one. Uh, forty-three point five percent probability for over forty-three plus one forty odds give the bet a four point five probably score. So a lot of fours in this one, but that does seem like a good bet over forty-three in Falcons versus Bucks. Over 17 and a half first, uh, first half total points, this one coincides pretty well with what we talked about with Elijah Moore and David Njoku being well projected. Over 17 and a half first half total points in Browns versus Jaguars has a 40.3% probability to win. You're getting plus 156 odds, so a 3.1 probably score. A lot of good bets in this one again, 11.54 update. It was updated one minute ago. While I was just rambling away about another bet. Broncos over 20 and a half 2.7 probably score 51.3% probability to win. And is plus 100 odds. And anytime you have a bet, this is a really important thing for you guys. If you're new to betting or if you're just trying to like lose less than your bets, even if you're doing well, um, anytime there's a 50, 50 bet, especially with the probably probabilities and you're getting plus odds, whether that be plus 100 plus 100 means you're not paying sportsbook book basically on a coin toss bet. Or in this case, a little bit better than a coin toss bet. But if you're getting like plus 110 odds at a 50/50 probability, that happens a lot with ESPN bet plus 120 odds. You should always be taking those bets because that's like the sportsbook paying you vig on what's a coin toss bet. So that's how you really win over the course of time. Obviously, the long shot bets again do well. Um, they're definitely more for people with a bigger bankroll. But ones like this, where it is again another Romeo Dobbs prop. If you get this 42.5 line on underdog, this is one that should be part of your parlay on there. But uh, Romeo Dobbs over 42 and a half, 44.9 percent probability at minus 115 odds gives the bet a 2.6 probably score so lots of great bets in here of course i could just keep scrolling through in perpetuity and finding more but you get you guys get the gist by now we also have mma we also have soccer we also have basketball we have everything here we've got the nba in-season tournament we have tennis probably some tennis games going on live perhaps let's see if we actually have anything live right now Miriam Bulgaru, who could resist this one? Uh, that one's not a plus EV bet. But point being, we have it all at Probably, so check it out. If you're not familiar with the tool, give it a shot at probably.com. Of course, I'll be doing the videos still every day, including for week 14. I'll be doing a similar version of this, but you know, for a different audience. At Probably App on YouTube, so check it out. And actually, let me, let me just pull up our fucking link because I know it's easier for you guys to follow a link than it is to follow me saying it. Subscribe to Probably App if you can. Check it out there. If you want more spags content every day, doing under a 10 minute video every day, and actually going to start doing them, I think at midnight next week, which is going to be awful for me, but it's what we have to do to compete with the Joneses. And that's what we're trying to do. It probably give you guys the best uh, betting info, give you guys real takes about betting as well. It's going to help you win money. And then also, you know, like, again, bring the same process here on splash play. I care about data first and foremost. I care about helping you guys win money. I care about helping you guys not lose money. That's what always I do with everything I do in this industry. And obviously it's meant, to, you know, to give myself a life, give my, family life to put a roof over our head like I've been able to do with my gambling winnings in the past. But for you guys, that's what I'm doing with everything. That's the focus of this second chapter of my career in the space. And I hope you guys will come along for the ride. So use the promo code splash at probably.com slash subscribe. Again, it would really help out there, whether it be one month, whether it be a year, great deals under saving 50%. And again, you can get this data for under 10 bucks a month with that promo code splash at probably.com slash subscribe. Um, I'll be on the stochastic stream at 9am this weekend. Of course, I will also be on uh, the of course, on the Probably channel coming up in a moment here. Let me go back to Splash Play. Appreciate all you guys being with me. Let's do the, the reading of names here once more. And actually, let's yours would probably add. There. You can see it visually. Oh, there we go. You can see it visually right there. There we go. Squirt Squad, thank you for joining here. Of course, if you want to support the Splash Play side of the equation, um, I would say first and foremost, if you can, support the Probably side. But also support the Splash Play side by joining down below for $4.99 a month. Of course, very grateful to have this community that we're building here every day. All you guys who show up, who hang out, who give good takes, give fun chats, who make this fun for me every day. I appreciate all of you guys. I will show my appreciation by reading all the names aloud once... Right now, Robert Griffin the Turd, Historical Anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Mythology, Rupesh, Willis, Nick Hedgeland, Ivan Black, Rod B. Throbin. <laughs> Again, very real name is always here. It's Just Port, Io, aka, aka Tony Mark, aka our guy Mark, Rob Van Natten, Brandon Wagner, Consigliere, Bolick, Aaron D., Nez of the Badge Bros is down in Miami competing for the big butts. Jake Twitchell, fucking Alpha, Sammy Telesco, I am the KY, Kevin Castro, Eric Jones, Colin Mann, Matt Schwab, Gamblestein, Lateralis, Go Birds, Primetime Cave and Eric Swift. You guys have helped us put on the show this week, and I thank you for it from the bottom of my heart. And of course, please do join down below. Get my data sheet, which I'll drop after the show today. Uh, and also, again, there's a lot. I'm doing a lot here every day, guys. <laughs> please do join. Subscribe down below at the like button. Follow me at Chris Bags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. And shout out to all you guys being here with me. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And again, if you are watching this after the fact competing in the Dog Bowl, I wish you guys the best of luck. Bring home the win, both for yourself and for the greater Splash Play community at large. Uh, but good luck to you guys this weekend. Week. four. 14. Good luck to your best ball portfolios as well. This is it. Unless you're playing on drafters, this is where it all comes down to. So fingers crossed for all of us. Pray. We'll talk about it next week. I'll see you guys on Sunday on Stochastic in a moment on the probably channel, wherever you find me, I'm here. (laughs) I don't know. See you guys soon. Jerry weekends. Good luck. Bye.